Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Day four in the NBA calendar. And we've got plenty more of the action to talk about in the fantasy basketball landscape. A couple of players putting their hands up and potentially some buy low candidates also rearing the opportunity. Let's go! talking about G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we are reviewing another big slate of NBA games, doing another recap show, another box score breakdown show. Now, don't get comfortable and used to these shows coming out every single day. I will not be able to do that throughout the entirety of the regular season. Uh, my girlfriend would probably crack the shits if I did. So, uh, But the start of the season, there is lots of new games going on and lots of data that we need to crunch. So I'm putting in a little bit of extra work to go through a lot of this stuff early in the season to make sure that we know what we are doing and if we are. And make sure you guys are all across all of the data and things that are happening over in the NBA and for fantasy basketball. So another big episode. Let's get cracking into it straight away. We are starting with the, uh, where are we at? Detroit versus Charlotte. Detroit Pistons get the win, 111 to 99. It was a rough game for Cade Cunningham after his big game one performance. Got fouled out in 24 minutes. So fouls definitely limited him and um, reduced his playing time. He was not shooting as efficiently either as well. Four of 13 from the field, two of five from threes, hit both his free throws, only two rebounds, six assists, and a steal for 12 points. So not exactly what you would want. Obviously, the foul trouble uh, reduced his playing time altogether. So no need to panic, in my opinion, for Kate Cunningham. He will be fine. Let's check in on my guy, Jalen Duran. I think there was a... I think Adam King or someone did like that, uh, a My Guy segment. And to me, I had three My Guys. It was Evan Mobley, well-publicized. Jordan Poole, I think, was also pretty well-publicized. But my third guy was Jalen Duran, who I was very big on. And all those back-end centers, those later centers, he was the one I was most excited about. And so far, I've loved what I've seen. 14 points, 
17 rebounds, three assists is a big thing. We've got to keep watching. He is a good passer for a big man. A steal, two blocks, seven of eight from the field. Amazing. Great, great fantasy line there. 35 minutes is also something that is really awesome to see. Um, if you draft a Jalen Duran, you've got to be feeling pretty bloody good right now. And he has a chance to be one of the best rebounders in the NBA this season. He's a really good rebounder. Um, had six offensive rebounds today. So, um, and that's, he's just phenomenal getting on the offensive boards. Uh, Isaiah Stewart also had another good game, backed up his, his first game with 15 points, seven rebounds, an assist, and a block, hit two threes, 60% from the field. And I think you could go ahead and add Isaiah Stewart if you're looking for those uh, rebounds with the potential to get maybe a block and a three per game as well. I don't necessarily think he's a must-grab. He's not for everyone, but he is someone that is... You you could do worse than having him on a 12-team roster, I think. Playing 36 minutes as the starting power forward on this team. Um, at the moment, it looks like he has some value. Um, so, I, again, it doesn't have to be your team, but I think he is someone that we can consider picking up. Asad Thompson... Um, still brutal from the field, uh, but hit both his free throws for six points, 12 rebounds, six assists, and a block. He's going to continue to do that all season long um, with those rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. Um, but again, always going to be rough from the field and usually from the free throw line as well. Killian Hayes came back to earth a little bit. Um, 29 minutes compared to Jaden Ivey's 23. It's better than 17. It's still only 23 Ivy's obviously someone we don't need to have in um, you know twelve team leagues, but it's a better performance in today's game. Eighteen points, two rebounds, four assists, a steal, shot more efficiently, hit a couple of threes, but still too low in the minutes department to worry about him in standard leagues. In my opinion, if he was dropped, I'd just be monitoring him in 14, 16 team leagues. Maybe you want to keep a hold of him and and just see how things shape out over these next few a uh, few games moving forward. So I think that he is someone again. Don't need to worry too much about and. Same with Killian Hayes, 20% from the field, uh, hit a three, got two steals and three assists, which is kind of what you have him for. But again, it's not really someone we need to be super excited about. So moving on to the Charlotte Hornets, uh, Mark Williams came back to earth, five fouls for him as well. So decent amount of foul trouble as well, 21 minutes, so limited more in the minutes department, two points, three rebounds, one assist and one block. Uh, don't panic. He just put up an amazing game the last game, and you can clearly see that the foul trouble was an issue for him here. So don't stress too much about Mark Williams. Um, but Gordon Hayward, old Gordo, I think he's a must-add player at the moment. I know it's someone that we can't rely on for the rest of the season, but right now, playing 34 minutes, 19, 9, 4 assists, 3 steals, hit two threes, five 5 of 6 from the free throw line. He is someone that provides good value. You grab him, you use him. When he gets injured, you drop him. Um, I think that's all well and good. He's not going to be maybe this good every night, but he is someone that is playing uh, a lot of minutes. He can do things in a lot of different categories. I think he's someone that should be considered a must-add player for a lot of leagues out there. Um, So, again, he was not drafted in a lot of spots. I think you could do worse than grabbing Gordon Hayward. PJ Washington came back to earth a little bit, but still okay. 13 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. Hit a three. Um, That's solid. Nothing really else to talk about. Terry Rozier kind of did his things. Brendan Miller played 33 minutes, which was, you know, good for him. 17.6 rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block, and two threes. That's a fine game, and you could definitely be holding him 
I have my skepticism about how well he can maintain that, but at the moment, he is providing back-end 12-team value. So he is fine to have on rosters without the ability to really blow up, in my opinion. But that is, uh, for sure, a, a decent line, in my opinion. So Brandon Miller. Then the rest of the, the roster, we don't have to worry about. JT Thor playing 25 minutes is interesting. Dynasty managers maybe keep an eye on that. I don't mind him as a uh, young potential player. Let's go to Denver versus Memphis next. Uh, Nikola Jokic, another great game, but did give the nine turnovers in this game. So if you are worried about that, that does hurt. That is a lot of turnovers. 22 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. Efficient as always. A steal and a block. Great, great, great. Uh, Aaron Gordon came back to earth a little bit as well, but still solid 10 points, 3 steals, 3 assists, a couple of rebounds and a block. Uh, again, underrated player for especially punt free throw teams as well. Uh, Caldwell Pope. He still did well in the steals department. 5 steals, but again... The 20-point game that he put up in his first game was never really something that we were going to rely on. Eight points on 30% from the field here. Hit two threes, got his five steals. So that's what he's on your roster for. He's kind of like a Gary Trentish type player, um, which can have value on some teams. On other teams, not so much value. So again, that's kind of my view on him. He is fine to have, um, but isn't suitable for every team out there. Um, I don't think we have to worry about Christian Brown really in standard and probably not even in 14-team leagues either. 19 minutes, 5 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal. It's it's just not enough. And Reggie Jackson is doing enough for deep leagues. 16 points, 6 assists. He seems to be the primary guy to handle the ball on the bench for the Nuggets because they don't really have any other playmakers off the bench besides him. So he, I think, will continue to see minutes in the low 20s. So for deeper leagues, that is definitely someone worth monitoring uh, moving forward. For the Memphis Grizzlies, Jaron Jackson Jr. had a better offensive game with 21 points, 9 of 13 from the field. So much more efficient, more attempts as well. Hit two threes, nine rebounds, two assists, and three blocks. So still getting his blocks, averaging four per game in his first uh, two. So, yep, off to a good start for the second year, maybe... Challenging for that leading block um, per game player again. Xavier Tillman did his thing again. 13 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. A great, great line. I still have a little bit of skepticism that he is going to be able to maintain this when um, someone like Asante Aldama comes back and do the Grizzlies for the entire season. Um, you know, continue rolling him out there as their starting center. I have my doubts, but for right now, he's obviously putting up amazing numbers. Uh, but there may come a point where he becomes a little bit of a sell high. Um, but right now, obviously, he's killing it. So, obviously, no complaints there. Marcus Smart had a great game. 20 points, 5 assists, and 5 steals, hitting three threes efficient as well, which you can't always say about Marcus Smart. But that was a really good night. And he probably outshone Desmond Bain as the uh, the guard in uh, Memphis this, this game, with Bain only going for uh, 15 points on 4 of 17, shooting very brutal from the field. 1 of 10 from 3. Hit all his free throws, which is nice, and 2 steals, which is nice. But again... He was not someone that I considered a second-round player. You want him to be putting up at least second-round numbers uh, whilst Jar is out. First game, he did. Second game, it, you'd call that a bit of a dud or a disappointment. Like, he'll be better than this, and I think he's still going to be a good player. 
But yes, that was disappointing to see there and not really much else. 30 minutes for Jody Concha um, is one thing to maybe take a note if you're in a bit of a punt points kind of a team. He can give you interesting stats. Six rebounds, two assists, a steal, and two blocks. If he continues to get 30 minutes moving forward, that is something to note, especially, like I said, if you are punting points, he can be someone that maybe provides a little bit of value to you. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's go on to the next game. New York versus Atlanta. And let's check out everyone's favorite waiver wire claim. We'll skip ahead to the Atlanta Hawks and um, Jalen Johnson. Another game, 30 minutes. That is the big thing we're looking at. The stats are maybe not as impressive with 11 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, is still in the box. Still bloody good. Um, and he did it on 5 of 8 shooting. So that's, again, really incredible. The 30 minutes is the biggest thing there. So they are finding him minutes. He played more minutes than uh, Sadiq Bay, And yes, still by absolute no you know, questions asked, a must-roster player. Let's look at Onyeka Okongwu, the other bench player for the Hawks that we're interested in. 20 uh, minutes. He had the four fouls. Again, I didn't watch this game, so someone in the comments let me know if he had them early and if that limited his playing time. Uh, only two shot attempts, six points, two rebounds, and assists, two steals, and a block. You like the two steals and a block. Um, he is someone that I still strongly believe is a hold in category leagues. In a points league, it is much less... In fact, you can go ahead and drop him in a points league because the payoff is not going to be high enough. But in a category league, I hope that when you were drafting him, you didn't expect him to be coming out and scoring 20 points. But he is going to be good at some point this season. Have patience is my thing. And if someone drops him in a category league, I will be scooping him up and I'll pick him up if someone was to drop him in my league. I think he still has a lot of potential. And again, we are so, so short into the NBA season. It is extremely important to remember this is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, the player who started ahead of him, Clint Capella, 13 points, 13 rebounds, a block. He did it on 50% shooting. Uh, he, he's solid, man. And um, I never had any thoughts that they were going to start a Congo over Capella. My thoughts are that it's going to be close to a minute split, which it hasn't happened so far. Again, I would love to go back and see if that foul trouble did limit his move, uh, playing time there for Onyeka Kongu. Um, and again, I still think there is a chance that he is traded at some point this season. DeJounte Murray bounced back a little bit better. 18 points, 6, reb- oh, sorry, six assists, 7 rebounds, a steal, and a block. Shot a bit better from the field. No threes, which is... A little disappointing, but that's still okay. Another big Trey game with 12 assists, three steals, eight of 10 from the free throw line. Um, so that is nice. And DeAndre Hunter bounced back nicely with 27 points. 
doesn't need to be someone we add in 12-team leagues. In a 14-team league, I think he's fine if you need the points, um, which, again, a lot of teams can. Um, 32 minutes is encouraging. He shot efficiently. That is somewhat replicatable for DeAndre Hunter. Remember, he's not going to give you one assist, no steals. That is, that's him. That's what he does. He scores and doesn't do a whole lot else. Um, and speaking of not doing a whole lot else, Sadiq Bay came right back to earth with five points. The interesting thing here is he only had four shot attempts, so it wasn't like he shot really poorly that game. They just didn't use him as much. His minutes were down a little bit. Don't think I'd be dropping just yet, but he is someone to watch and might find himself on the fringes of 12-team leagues if that usage stays as low as that because he is not a defensive stats guy. He needs those shots. He needs the threes to get his value up, and if they're not coming then, um, yes, he could be someone that we drop. I think I'd give it more time unless there's someone really hot out there and he's your worst player. I think that he's someone that we can maybe hold on a little bit longer. Let's go back up to the Knicks here. New York, uh, great game from Mitchie Robinson. Seven points, 13 rebounds, an assist, and four steals and four blocks. Amazing defensive stats. He, you know, two of six from the field is not great, but... Those four steals and four blocks, that is that is really, really valuable in category leagues especially. Um, RJ Barrett continues to score. A couple of decent games so far for RJ. I mean, his, his scoring has been more efficient. The free throws have been a little bit better for him as well. So that's encouraging to see. I still want to see more of it for a longer period of time before I'm ready to believe it. But so far, so good-ish for RJ. Uh, Emmanuel quickly played the 24 minutes off the bench, a little bit less than before, but I still maintain that of all the sort of wing players that we have question marks over between him, Grime, uh, Josh Hart, DiVincenzo, he is the one that you want to have. And speaking of those guys, I think Josh Hart is a player that you can afford to drop. I think he is not going to be someone that is going to make you regret it too much. I mean, look, he could have some decent value at some point, especially if there are injuries or things like that. So he's not a drop for trash, but I think if you, again, if you want to add someone else, I think it is okay to move on from Josh Hart now after two games. The minutes are just not there, and I do think that the the other guys around here are going to make it hard for them to be there at any point this season. So, um, yeah. Uh, tough game for Isaiah Hartenstein. Limited minutes, I'm assuming. Again, that's foul trouble. Four personal fouls. Only 10 minutes, while Mitchie Robinson played 38 minutes. Don't think that's going to be the regular split Moving forward, uh, better game for Brunson with 31 points, uh, over 50% shooting. Eight threes. Damn, that's a lot of threes. Um, so, yeah, feeling better about his start to the season now to that second game for Brunson. Let's go over to my boys, Boston Celtics. And uh, we undefeated. We un- got over uh, Callum's heat. Suck it, Callum. But... Yes, uh, let's talk about the Heat first. Um, Tyler, sorry, what's his name? Kyle Lowry had a better performance. 13 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and a block. Hit three threes. That's useful if he's able to do that. Keep in mind, though, he shot once last game for two points. Um, So I think he's more of a 14-team league guy than a 12-team league guy. But if this is more of what we're going to expect from him, he can definitely be added in 12s to be something to wait and see on. By no means is he a must-add player, but that kind of a line, if that's what we're going to see more of in 32 minutes, which, again, 5 of 7 from the field, if that's 3 of 7, um, you know, maybe it's 1 of 3 or, or 2 of... Sorry, 1 of 4. Um, 
it looks a lot worse. So uh, yeah, I think I think he's definitely more of a fourteen or sixteen team league guy than a twelve team league guy. But again, maybe just one to have on your watch list if you need those assists and threes um, and you're desperate. So um, that is fine. There, everything else in this game. Let's talk about Kevin Love. Twenty one minutes. That's fewer than he played in his first game. He still got his nine rebounds, hit two threes, had two assists and a steal, which is useful. Again, probably more of a fourteen or sixteen team league player. Um, if he's going to continue to play that kind of playing time, then a 12. Um, but it is, yeah, I mean, it's still decent enough minutes for Kevin Love, who can give you give you those threes and rebounds, which is a unique combination. Um, but outside of that, really not too much else to talk about. Jimmy had a disappointing game, uh, 3 of 11 from the field, 14 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and a block. Um, and Bam had a good game. Uh, poor from the field, you'd, you'd hope he shoot shot more efficiently, but 23 field goal attempts is super encouraging for him. Um, so obviously, a little bit of concern with the usage dropping down at points last season, the assists dropping down since Kyle Lowry's been there. He didn't get the assists today, but he at least had the usage with the 23 shot attempts, nine attempts at the free throw line. Um, so he has a chance to be sort of that top 30, top 25 player, I think, at this uh, this season because they didn't get uh, um, Damian Lillard. Let's talk about my boys, the Celtics, and a big, big bounce-back game for Jalen Brown. 27 points on 50% shooting, hit three threes, had six rebounds and assists and two steals, so definitely much better. But again, if you're going to get that type of a game every couple of games uh, and you're going to have what we had last game uh, every other couple of games, then it will not be exactly what you drafted him for, but obviously that's encouraging. We'll see if he can keep doing more of this, less of the first game. Derek White had a huge game as well. 28 points, six rebounds, three assists, a steal, and three blocks. He had five threes, was five of seven, and nine of 15 from the field. The 15 attempts is the most encouraging thing here. I don't think we see that super often, but it is Encouraging to see that he at least is capable of this. All of the big five, the starters for the Celtics, played pretty, pretty good. Drew also bounced back a little bit with seven assists, 10 rebounds, 17 points. Still no steals for Drew. Hopefully they're coming. Um, that was something that I thought he could bounce back in um, with less offensive uh, responsibilities on this team, but we haven't seen it yet. So um, hopefully that does start to come soon. Kristaps um, Porzinga still played well. Uh, had fewer attempts, only the 12 attempts compared to his last game. But you can't complain with 17, 9, an assist, 3 steals, a block, 2 threes. That's still really solid. And Jason Tatum is Jason Tatum, and he did really good. Nothing on the bench here. Al Horford, again, 10 rebounds, whatever. But, yeah, you just all of 6 from the field. You don't need to have Al Horford in your fantasy teams. Let's keep it rolling here, guys. Oh, this is an interesting game here. I had someone... Uh, oh, we'll talk about it in a second, when we get to the Cavs. Uh, Eager to talk about my boy Mobley. But Chet Holmgren, seven blocks, my man. That is what we wanted to see if you drafted him. Uh, 16 points, 13 rebounds, two assists, a steal, seven blocks, five of nine from the field, hit three threes. A bloody awesome game from him in 31 minutes in his second NBA game. Talking about some of these other rookies taking a little while to warm up. Well, in your second game, that is a really, really awesome effort. And he is... Really, really good. Um, I'm a big fan of Chet Holmgren. Josh Giddy had a rough game today. Two points, six rebounds, six assists, no defensive stats. One of eight from the field. He will be better. Um, to me, the lack of free throw attempts, the low usage, one of eight, the fact that he only hit shot eight times, 
and the no defensive stats is more discouraging to me than the fact that he went one for eight. Um, so to me, it, I think there is that concern that a Chet Holmgren or the stepping forward of Jalen Williams just affects him a little bit this season more than maybe we were considering when drafting him. Um, but again, it's early days. The The discouraging thing to me is the eight field goal attempts, the no defensive stats, and the no free throws. So low usage for for Josh. Uh, but hopefully that bounces back. Jalen Williams did his thing. One steal, 14 points. Didn't do it efficiently like we saw him do it uh, down the stretch of last season, but that's fine. And Shea continues to be outrageously good. Five steals, 11 rebounds, four assists, a block, 34 points, and still shooting over 50% from the field. He's just so freaking good. Um, and Lou Dort, 25 points. You'd take that if you're a Lou Dort owner, which I hope not many of you are. Don't expect that every night. Let's talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers and my guy, Evan Mobley. I had someone say that they are regretting the fact they fell for the Evan Mobley hype, and my response to that is why. 15 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks is good. Now, the rest of it is not like he didn't have a steal, we're not expecting him to shoot threes. We're not expecting him to be great from the free throw line. What we would normally expect for him is to shoot more efficiently than 5 of 12 from the field. So again, if that's 7 of 12, um, then you're looking at someone who's putting up 18, 15, and 2 blocks with 3 assists, and that's friggin' good. Um, so to me, that is fine. I think I still am exactly where I was at the start of the season for Evan Mobley. Um, and he's going he's gonna to get going. It did help that we had no uh, Darius Garland in this game, so maybe I would have hoped to see some more assists from him in that kind of a situation, but the shot attempts did start to go up. Max Struess, if we check in with him, the shot attempts went down, and he fell down after his huge game one, um, which we kind of all expected, or I hope you did expect. Um, you know, eight points, two threes, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block. There's still some decent numbers in there. The defensive stats are a nice surprise. Four assists is a nice surprise for him. The field goal percentage was bad. Somewhere in the middle between last game and this game, I'd say this game is probably more what we would expect from a Max Struess than the first game, but it will be better than this from the shooting point of view. It will never be as good as that first game, or maybe once every month it'll be as good as that. Um, so I hope if you did, Adam, you held your expectations in check. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had a, a monster scoring game with 43 points. Uh, did it efficiently as well. Hit four threes, nine of 11 from the line, uh, eight rebounds, five assists, three steals, two blocks. Really Really big game from Donovan Mitchell. Um, Isaac Okoro, interesting to see him filling out a few other stats. So he's never going to be someone that scores a lot, but I'm keeping an eye on him with the seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block. He's always been a decent defender, but never really gotten defensive stats. But so far in the first two games, they have been there. Uh, I'm still skeptical whether it comes and whether it's a thing that actually we need to pay attention to. But is worth pointing out. Karis LeVert put in 17 points, but didn't really do a whole else. Uh, I mean, a steal and a block is okay. Didn't murder your field goal percentage, but it wasn't good either. Um, it's more of a 14-team league, league guy, in my opinion. Maybe stream him in on nights where Garland or Mitchell are out. But to me, because of his negatives in category leagues, most often I think he's more of a 14-team league guy than a 12 um, unless he fits exactly what you want, which is 
scoring most of the time, inefficiently. Um, let's go to the next game here, Chicago and Toronto. And we'll start with the Toronto Raptors. And another one of, I'm claiming a lot of my guys at this point, but Scotty Barnes, I've got him in a couple leagues actually, for as much as I you know, said he was a bust um, because of his ranking where he was ranked at 44 on Yahoo, which by the way, I've always maintained that I said he could get there. My point was if you drafted him there, you've taken away a lot of the upside, but so far he's looked great. Um, 22 points, triple-double, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 blocks, shot way more efficiently in today's game, uh, 9 of 14 from the field. Um, no steals, but he had a bunch of steals last game, and the blocks have been there. 39 minutes is also extremely encouraging, and I think he can have, and I've said, I've put him on my breakout list. He can definitely have a breakout season this year. So the 10 assists is very encouraging. The 39 minutes is very encouraging as well, so... Big start for Scotty Barnes so far this season, and um, I hope he can continue it because he's on a few of my fantasy teams. Jakob Pertl is someone that people are panicking on. Um, so he's going to be the first player that we're going to discuss about today who I think you should, if you are a Jakob Pertl owner, don't panic, hold, stay strong, stay patient. If you are not a Jakob Pertl owner and you can use what he brings, buy low. Send out a trade. 19 minutes today, he fouled out with six fouls. He was a plus 20 in this game, in a game that they lost. So he was really good when he was out there. When he went to the bench, when he fouled out, the team got smashed. Precious Chachua, who they ran at center, Chris Boucher, uh, actually was decent, but um, those guys, well, uh, Precious Chachua especially, was, you know, they let them down. So Jakob Pertl, to me, is still someone that is extremely important to this team. The 19 minutes is not reflective of what I think we can expect from him moving forward. So I think he is a massive buy-low candidate. And because he hasn't given us much in the first two games, I've had people ask whether or not he should be dropped. And in a 12-team league, he is someone that absolutely still needs to be on a roster. If you see him dropped, swoop at him straight away, but send your sort of like third worst player to see if you can get a Yucca Pirtle from someone if he fits what you need, which is, you know, the rebounds, the blocks, the field goal percentage, the decent assists and steals from a big as well. Beware of the free throw percentage. That is not, that is obviously still a massive weakness for his game, but I still think he is someone that needs to be rostered. So he is the first, I think, by low for the season. OG had a worse game than last time. Uh, 11 points, three rebounds, no assists, two steals. Um, was efficient, but just didn't get much in the way of a usage. So um, we'll see how that moves out. And 10 assists from Schroeder, 10 points. Not much else, but he remains someone that needs to be on fantasy rosters for those assists alone. There are a lot of other negatives in his game, but the assists are very hard to find on waivers, so I think he is worth having. Gary Trent's from the bench, 16 points, hit three threes, had two steals. That's okay. That's decent. Again, if you need the assists, sorry, if you need the steals and the threes, he's fine. I don't think he's a must-roster player, but serves certain needs um, and will be up and down for a lot of the season. Let's talk about the Chicago Bulls. Now, Patrick Williams, man. Um, 13 minutes is the big red flag here. Alex Caruso played 32 and was definitely the guy that they went to as sort of their fifth starter. Um, and I think you don't absolutely have to hold Patrick Williams. I actually picked him up in the industry pickup league after someone dropped him after the first game. Just to have a look at it, I knew he had a back-to-back. He had he plays today, and they play again tomorrow. So I'm going to hold him again for tomorrow, and just, again, 
stop and wait and see. But he is someone that I, if it doesn't go well, I'm happy to drop him and stream his position or grab someone else, have a crack at another upside player because... Again, he's a young player. He's a starting power forward, but this is not encouraging. So if you if you want to drop him, grab someone off the waiver wire that you think is better, then absolutely feel free to go ahead. For me and my team, just so I'm transparent in what I'm doing, I'm holding him again for tomorrow. Have a look at that. Another data point. He did have three personal fouls, and obviously it wasn't really going his way. Caruso was incredible in this game, was a plus 29, um, and was obviously the, the leader in plus minus in this entire team by a long, long way. Um but Caruso can do that from time to time. So it is obviously not been an encouraging start to Patrick Williams' uh, season so far. Vucevic, well, what do you know? 4 of 15 from the field. Okay, first of all, encouraging that he had 15 shot attempts. I'll, I'll give him props there. So the 15 shot attempts was much better than his eight last game. But again, not as efficient. So he played 40 minutes, uh, so big minutes, 11 points, 12 rebounds and assist. The defensive stats have gone. They were big last game. He had one block, but the steals weren't there. The field goal percentage, which is one of, which is probably the only thing that I said was going to fall back to earth, did in this game. Let's keep monitoring. Again, one game, but so far in both games, either the field goals were low or the field goal percentage was poor. Um, the defensive stats from last game were never going to keep up. We knew he was a great rebounder. I never doubted that. Uh, so he did well there. But again, just something to monitor for Vucevic. Uh, and Zach, uh, sorry, not Zach Collins, um, Kobe White, big game here. Eight assists, six rebounds, a steal, 17 points, two threes. He murdered your field goal percentage, but he is definitely someone that fits that punt field goal percentage build and will give you those points, threes, and some assists. The eight assists here are the most encouraging thing to me. Um, The fact that he's getting some playmaking responsibility is really good. And Zach Levine, something, I don't know, he played 38 minutes, but 14 shot attempts, missed all of six of his threes, eight points, five rebounds, assists, and a steal, and no steals and one block. I don't know if something's up with Zach, whether he was dealing with like an illness or a little niggling injury or something like that, but this was a very, very poor game from him and quite passive compared to a lot of the other guys. Like when you're taking fewer shot attempts than Kobe White, Vucevic, um, and DeRozan's nearly doubling you in field goal attempts, you had to get into the line twice. That's it's a little bit uh, not like Zach. So I wonder if there is something I haven't, um, like, you know, smashed the news. So if you do hear something, drop it in the comment section below on YouTube or tweet at me and let me know if you have some more information about Zach Levine. But yeah, interesting. Uh, poor, poor game. Maybe it opens up a bit of a buy low opportunity for other uh, managers who might be impatient and worried. Let's talk about Caruso, 13 points and 13 rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block. He was awesome. Five of nine from the field, 32 minutes. The question with Caruso is whether or not he can handle that many minutes on a regular basis. I mean, they won this game by one point, so they definitely were you know, trying to push him out there to get the W today. Um, this is easily a 12-team standard league guy. You can definitely add him, and he fits certain teams a lot better, so he's probably more of that like punt points, uh, punt threes-ish kind of a build guy who's going to give you some assists and steals and some off, off uh, you know, out-of-position rebounds and blocks. He's not going to score very often. He's not going to um, you know, get you a lot of threes or, or, or be... I, I wouldn't expect 13 rebounds from him on a regular basis. So, again, be conscious of what Caruso is or who he is, but he is useful in certain builds. Um, and if he can maintain minutes in the high 20s, that is a very useful player for fantasy leagues. I just have my doubts whether or not that this is a realistic 
minutes low to expect from a Caruso uh, moving forward. But if you want to take a flyer on him and, and have a crack, and then there are worse things that I think you could be doing. Let's go to the San Antonio and Houston Rockets overtime game, as was that last game I should have mentioned. So the minutes, again, might have been a bit higher because of that. But another overtime game for the Houston Rockets. Freddie Van Vliet put back up another great performance. 24 points, 8 rebounds, 12 assists, hit two threes. 50% from the field, which is a good thing from Fred. Um, and let's talk about Alpren Shengu, number three most interesting player this season to me in the preseason. That's a big game. 41 minutes, super encouraging. 18 field goal attempts, very encouraging. Seven assists, awesome. Um, I think I think we're I think we're gonna see it. I think we're gonna see the breakout season for Alperen Shangun this season, and I am excited. I think if you were able to get him in the 50s or 60s this year, it's early. I think it could be a really big win this year. Um, 25, 14, 7, two steals, a block, hit a three. The free throws are going to continue to be an issue. So again, we talked about on that podcast that he's best suited to a punt free throws or a punt threes kind of a build. I hope, again, you checked that one out and, and knew exactly what you're getting with Alperen Shangun. Um, he'll be better than two of six from the free throw line, but it is his biggest weakness, I believe, moving forward. But that's a bloody awesome game, and I'm very excited for Shengun to really, really pop off this season. As uh, you know, we've kind of been waiting for it for the last several years, but it could be the year. Um, what else happened? Uh, Jalen Green was better this game. 22 points, shot efficiently, 50% from the field. Uh, still didn't do anything in defensive stats. Four assists is okay. This is about as good as I think Jalen Green can get this season. I don't think we're going to get much better than this. He'll have games where he goes off for 35 points and things like that, but I still am watching for him. The most important thing is the free throw attempts and percentages and the assists and steals. And so far, they have not really come yet. So keep watching there. And Men Thompson to look at the bench. Only 13 minutes. It's going to be hard to justify holding him if you are in a competitive situation. I believe he will get to a bigger minutes load later in the season. Um, I usually like to give these guys a little bit of time, but there was a reason that I was taking Asar a lot higher than I was taking a men because the opportunity is just not really there. And when you're playing, um, you know, 10-man rotation and you're giving Jeff Green and Reggie Bullock and Jay Sean Tate minutes, you know, and, you know, you don't even have Tari Eason in this lineup yet as well. So he's yet to come back. It's just, it's really hard for him to get the minutes that he's going to need. So um, at this stage, I don't think it's, for most situations, worth holding him in standard leagues. Um, Dylan Brooks played 39 minutes. That's cool. 17 points. Sure, why not? Uh, Let's talk about the San San Antonio Spurs and a better game for Victor Wembenyama. 31 minutes, 21 points, 12 rebounds, three blocks, two steals and assists. Missed all his threes. He was poor-ish from the line, uh, sorry, from the field, but great from the free-throw line. And this is a very typical line I think we can expect from Victor Wembanyama this season. 20-ish points, three blocks, great rebounds, good from the free-throw line, poor from the field. Um, And that is, I think, if he can do that on a regular basis, second-round value, potentially first-round, depending on how high those blocks can go, it's, it's enough. That's exactly what you want from Wemby. This is a good result. Um, he'll have some big games. He'll have some poorer games like last game, but this is a good result for Victor Wembanyama. And in 31 minutes, I think that is sustainable for him to continue to do. 
The other player that I think this is sustainable for is Devin Vassell, 25 points, three rebounds, two assists, no defensive stats. He will get more steals than that. I wanted to see more assists from him early on. Hasn't come just yet, but I think it could, but we'll see. Um, And I just think he's a really good player. Eight of 11 from the free throw line. He was aggressive, uh, high usage so far. So that's nice. Jeremy Sohan did well and didn't hurt you from the field or from the free throw. In fact, he helped you in both of those areas. Uh, 14 points, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, no blocks though. But again, must roster player. He must be on a team by now. If he's still on your waiver wire for whatever reason, please go and change that. He is someone that needs to be on your team and you figure the rest out later. Zach Collins, as well as another one who must be on a roster, don't consider dropping Zach Collins. I've had too many questions about dropping him, about should I add him if he's on my waiver wire? Yes, he 100% should be added. He should be on every 12-team roster somewhere in your league. Nine points, uh, six rebounds, eight assists from your big man, eight assists from your center, four steals from your center. That's great. Four of 12, he won't be that bad, but... Uh, you know, 0 of 7 from 3 is going to be better than this, but 39 minutes, super encouraging. And the assists, um, he can do good things from the center position as an assist player. So again, another really strong player that needs to be on every single, um, you know, in a team, on a team in every single league, in my opinion. Keldon Johnson, 20 points, but he did the rest, Keldon Johnson, like four rebounds, four assists, no steals, one block. It's it's solid. It's good. That's a good good game, and I think he is someone that could be rostered in 12-team leagues. The bench, let's talk about Trey Jones, 33 minutes. Great. Um, six points, six uh, rebounds, eight assists, and three steals. He is doing enough to be held and to be someone that you can have as a back-end assist steals guy. Um, and so far, it looks sustainable. I think that he is someone that we can afford to ride through some bumps throughout the season so far because he's clearly the sixth guy in this team, and if they're going to monitor Wemby's minutes, for example, like in an overtime game, if Wemby's only going to play 31 minutes, Trey Jones is going to play more than him, then um, this is something that we can continue to look at. If he has a down game or two in the next week, I don't think he's someone that you immediately drop. Um, so that, I think, is comforting to, to know. Um, let's keep going. How many more games? We've only got, what have we got? Four more games to go through. Fire out these big slates. Monster podcast coming up. Um, Brooklyn and Dallas. All right, we've got a few things to talk about in this game. First of all, let's talk about Cam Thomas. Now, I tweeted out today that I'm moving Cam Thomas into the must-add category until further notice. Now, I've got a few replies saying that too slow. He's already gone in a lot of leagues, and, and fair enough, like, he has gone. I did say that he's someone to add in certain situations in my previous podcast when we talked about their last game. I didn't say he was a must-add player. I had him in the maybe-add category because, again, he is a certain type of player that only does a few things. He scores, he gets to the free-throw line, and he hits threes. And he did that again today. He did it probably unsustainably efficiently, 12 of 19 from the field. But the fact that... Cam, Tom, sorry, Cam Johnson was out injured and he moved into the starting lineup. The fact that he had the most shot attempts again in this team and that he is someone that can score and scoring is important in the NBA. He's a must-add player. He Definitely, if he is available in your league and um, he, you, you go get him, I, I think you do that. He, he is someone that you go and add. 
It could fall away though. Let's let's be clear. This could be something that in a month's time we're dropping him. But right now you grab him and I think it is I am more optimistic that it is going to stick than I have ever been before. I've always been someone who's been skeptical about Cam Thomas, but right now I'm more optimistic that this is real than I've ever been uh, for Cam Thomas in his career because he's doing it early on in the season um, and it's not as if there's a bunch of injuries. I mean, Cam Johnson will come back, but the clear minutes between their top six players him being involved in that and, again, two games in a row being the leading shot getter is very, very encouraging. For, but don't be surprised if he comes out in the next game and shoots, you know, four of 20 and brutalizes your field goal percentage. But for now, he's amazing. Keep, keep it going. Um, ben Simmons, 32 minutes. We were worried a little bit about his minutes last game, but he came back out, put up a great line, 10 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, two steals, two blocks, great effective uh, field goal percentage. This is the Ben Simmons we want. This is top 60 Ben Simmons. Again, this is not out of character for him. This is not something that is unrealistic to expect him to continue to do. 10 points, sure, no threes. Never expected that. He didn't hurt your free throw percentage in this game. And he was great from the field. This is an, an awesome Ben Simmons line, and I hope we can continue to see more of it. I was a little bit worried about Spencer Dinwiddie last game, but bounced back in a big way. 40 minutes today, eight assists. I don't think those eight assists are reasonable to expect moving forward, but the 40 minutes definitely is encouraging after he also had a lower minutes game last game. 23 points, eight from 17 from the field. Uh, hit six threes, was 50% from the three-point line. So again, maybe that falls away a little bit, uh, but definitely encourages me that, again, if he was dropped, I don't necessarily think he's a must-add player, but you could, again, if he was dropped or if he's available on your wire, you could go and add him if you need some assists and threes and some points. But just be aware of the negatives in terms of his efficiency from both the field and the free-throw line and an extreme lack of defensive stats. But he does have some uses um, there as well. Mikhail Bridges, not very efficient in this game. 6 of 17 from the field. No steals, no blocks. 18 points is okay. 3, three from 3 from the free throw line and 3 threes is, is solid. But it's not a second round player performance. Again, I'm just touching on it. One data point, but we'll see moving forward whether or not he lives up to the bust name that I gave him in the preseason. Dorian Finney-Smith also started for this team with obviously uh, Claxton who was also out uh, and the stream that we thought we were going to get in Dayron Sharp did not work out. He played three minutes, uh, and they just went small in this game with uh, a bit of Ben Simmons at center at times. So that is also interesting for us to just make a note of uh, because we don't know how long Claxton is out for. Apparently there was a report about him in a walking boot or something like that. Sometimes that's always just a bit of extra cautionary sort of things. Um, so... Definitely something for us to monitor, but clearly three minutes for him is not going to cut it. And I think if you streamed him in, you can drop him and move on and try something else. Don't think there's too much else to talk about for that team. I don't think we really need to worry about Finney Smith or Royce O'Neal at this stage. Maybe in a 14 or 16 team league, they're decent enough streams whilst Claxton and Johnson are out. But I don't think they're high priorities in standard leagues. 
Let's talk about Dallas Mavericks, and we will start with Luka freaking Doncic. 49 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. No defensive stats, but, I mean, come on. Nine threes. Uh, he went 8 of 10 from the free throw line, which is good. 16 of 25 from the field, which is amazing. And just a uh, really, really good performance. Um, the rest of the starting lineup outside of Kyrie Irving was pretty down. Derek Lively only played the 17 minutes after the 30, what do you think, 31 the first game. Hit all four of his shots. Uh, only two rebounds, one block, nine points. Don't panic. Don't drop him. If you added him or if you had him, he's still going to be fine. I think that he's going to obviously have some growing pains, but um, Maxi Kleber just was a little bit more effective in this game. Uh, I mean, he didn't do much, but he was a plus 10 versus uh, Lively's plus one in this game. So they just went with Maxi Kleber a little bit more. It wasn't foul issues, which is... A little bit concerning, but um, Jason Kidd did have that stupid quote where he said he's going to start at some point. Obviously, he started today, and that, to me, is the most encouraging thing. Remember, he's a rookie. There'll be um, growing pains, but he he did his thing. Like, 100% from the field, nine points, um, had a block. Don't worry about the lack of rebounds. Again, he'll be better than this. Derek Jones Jr., I don't know what he's doing playing in this lineup at all. I have no idea why he's even in the rotation. I think you could completely cut him from the rotation and you'd be just fine. I don't really know what he brings to this team personally. Um, Josh Green should be starting and you don't need Derek Jones' minutes, but Jason Kidd just does dumb shit sometimes. Uh, I don't think we need to worry about Grant Williams in standard leagues. He just does not provide enough fantasy value, even if he gets 30 minutes a night, as he did here. 5.6 rebounds and nothing else. Don't worry about him. And there's a whole lot of don't worry about anything in this team, really, outside of Luca, Kyrie, Derek Lively. Uh, maybe Tim Hardaway can be a streamer for points and threes. He, maybe a back-end guy. Probably more a 14-team league player, in my opinion. Um, just because he doesn't do a whole lot else outside of score and hit threes. But again, that has use in certain situations. So in some builds, that might be useful, but probably not for every team. We're getting through it. Orlando. Oh, no, sorry. I'm skipping a game. Uh, Utah versus the Clippers. Another close game. Utah just narrowly wins by two points. Start with the Clippers here. Uh, Zubac had a rough go of it today. 19 minutes, 6 points, uh, 2 rebounds, no other stats, or 2 blocks, sorry, after a really good game 1. Don't think we need to panic, but the 19 minutes is a little bit discouraging. The interesting thing here, though, is that he played 19 minutes, but Plumlee only played 12. So they've obviously gone small, and I think that reflected in another play that we're going to talk about later, but this game was you know full of a lot of small ball, and We'll monitor that moving forward, but that is a very interesting sort of, I guess, thing to note about the way this game went and um, how things fell into place. Uh, Paul George, massive game, 36 points, uh, 15 of 15 from the free throw line, awesome, um, three threes, not much else in terms of the counting stats, four rebounds, one assist, zero steals or blocks, but again, those free throws, the points, the threes, all very, very nice. Uh, I don't think we have to worry about Robert Covington, 20 minutes it's it's just not it's just not enough for me. Russell Westbrook I didn't even mean to say that. Russell Westbrook, um, you know, two of four from the field. I'm personally very encouraged by the fact that he is restraining himself from jacking up shots. So 
I'm, I'm happier with what I'm seeing from Westbrook so far. You know, nine rebounds, four assists, a steal, and a block. Despite him only having four points and five turnovers, that is encouraging to me in a weird kind of a way that he is playing more within the team's offense than he has at other stops. So to me, Westbrook is someone that needs to be on some kind of team in your league. It doesn't have to be your team because he's he's got his deficiencies, but... Um, especially the field goal percentage drain. I don't know if that's going to be as big while he's on the Clippers. And we we did see he shoot better from the field on the Clippers last year than he did on the Lakers. So I think that that's going to continue this year. Uh, Kawhi did his thing. Not too much to talk about there. The rest of this is kind of... Yeah, it's, there's not too much to discuss. Keep an eye on Bones Highland. If there was ever an injury to Russell Westbrook or something like that, he could be someone that we add in 12-team leagues because he's a good permanent producer. Uh, but whilst people are healthy, he's not He's not really someone to worry about. Let's talk about the Utah Jazz. And the guy I was referring to before was Walker Kessler. Another buy-low candidate. There's a lot of bigs at the moment that are buy-low candidates. And this is, again... I mean, not this exactly, but I was always down on Walker Kessler this season because he is a big man that doesn't do much else except for rebound and block shots. And the NBA, whilst we use that, it's not a guarantee that these these guys play 20 minutes, or 30 minutes, I should say. He played 21 in this game. Again, foul trouble wasn't here. No fouls. They just went small. And that is going to be a risk for him on any given night. Now, the next game, he could come out and block six shots. But... If you were valuing him as a top 40, top 45 player, I think you're going to be disappointed by the ups and downs of him throughout the season. Now, he's not going to be this bad, and he will be better than this. So go and offer a buy low, and and if you can get him for someone closer to the 100 range, then that's awesome because you didn't have to give up drafting someone in the top 50 who is going to be extremely valuable and give up those points that you need to get early in drafts. Um, But if you can get him for a buy low opportunity, I would definitely be doing so because I still think he's going to be a really good shot blocker. And we has he blocked a shot? Did he block a shot last game? He might have blocked one. Obviously, hasn't done a whole lot in that department just yet. It's two games. He will be better. But it is also, you know, it goes towards why I was concerned about drafting him as early as a lot of people were. But he's not going to be this bad um, moving forward. Larry Markinen was awesome. 35 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists. No defensive stats like he normally doesn't, but uh, perfect from the line. And John Collins, another good game from him. He wasn't efficient from the field, but 13 points, 12 rebounds, a block, perfect from the free throw line, hit a 3. So far, I think he's going okay. Um, now, he is not going to be an assist or steals guy. And in the one... I've got him in... I think I've got him in two leagues. One of the te- leagues I've got him in is a punt, assist, and steal team. So that is perfect for me. I don't care about that. Now, he was... Where was he? Uh, four of 11. So, you know, second or third in usage behind Larry Markin and, and, you know, like a Jordan Clarkson on this team. Colin Sexton likes to get up shots as well. But I am encouraged so far, and the fact that they are willing to go small sometimes and play him as a power forward center type, I think is a positive sign for the, you know, especially the 12 rebounds here. He wasn't rebounding a whole bunch at Atlanta, but so far I have liked what I've seen from Collins. Um, Talon Horton Tucker was better in this game 10 points, 8 assists, and 3 steals, a block. He was poor from the field again, 3 of 10, but this is encouraging if you held him, and I would encourage you to continue to hold him to get more data on this one. He played much more minutes compared to the others in Keontae George, who played 12, uh, Chris Dunn, 19. So he is still ahead of a lot of those guys, and I think he will still get more leash to continue doing that. They won this game. 
Um, so I think that if he was dropped, you could go and add him if you can deal with the poor percentages and if you need some uh, assists and steals and, and some threes, he can probably provide that. We'll continue to see, but I think, again, this is where I practice patience, wait, try and get a few games because I think that there is still some upside here with Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, even though I don't think he's the best player, obviously the opportunity is there for him to provide stats, and he did so in this game. I think if you have a Keontae George, again, I'd probably wait a little bit longer, but he is okay to drop again if there are other players you can uh, grab who are much higher upside. And Colin Sexton, you do not need to worry about him. He scored 13 points with nothing else except for one rebound. That is what Colin Sexton does. Two more games, Orlando and Portland. And obviously, we had the news about Anthony Simons being an injured uh, player. He's going to be out for four to six weeks with a thumb injury. Um, and this Portland Trailblazers is a bad team, man. They are going to be so bad. I'm sorry if you're a Portland Trailblazers fan, but it's going to be rough, man. It was better performance today than it was the other day, but still obviously a loss to the Orlando Magic. Um, Paolo Boncaro. Took more shots in this game. Still not super high usage. 14 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. Um, and here's the inefficiency again. So 4 of 9 from the free throw line, 5 of 12 from the field. We we thought maybe he had a good efficient night from the free throw line the other day. Not to be here. So it might be more of the same moving forward this season. But he has been relatively quiet in terms of his aggressiveness so far. I'd, I'd like to see that those shot attempts go up. Um for where people were drafting him because I think he had like six field attempts last game. 12 here is better, but still, you'd want there to be a little bit more if, if you're predicting a second-year breakout for him. Franz was good, if not inefficient. Uh, hit three threes, got to the free-throw line nine times. I think he's going to take a big step forward this season, and I'm encouraged by two things, and I've said this about Franz, the three-point volume and the free-throw attempt rate. If he can get those two things up, I think that's going to take him to a new level in terms of scoring, his efficiency, and his fantasy value, I think, will take a big jump because of that. Uh, I like what I've seen from Franz. Another example of a buy-low candidate. I tweeted this one out as well. A center who is struggling. Um, They just went with Mo Wagner for a chunk down the second half there. Um, But Wendell Carter Jr. is still a really good player. He is going to be their starting center. He is underrated, in my opinion. He can space the floor. He can pass. He's a decent defender, although he doesn't get huge amounts of defensive stats. But eight points, nine rebounds, and an assist. Poor from the field, two of seven. He will be better than this by low. Some people are asking me if they should be dropping him, if that gives you an indication on how low you can buy. Um, send out your one of your worst two players or, or send out your both of your your worst two players and see if you can land a Wendell Carter Jr. because I think he will be better than this. He does have his deficiencies, but as a guy who can put up 15, 9, and 2.5 and assists uh, with maybe you know 0.5 steals and 0.8 blocks, on 55% from the field, like that's useful. That That is definitely useful and someone that should be on fantasy basketball teams, um, especially if you're punting the free throws. Uh, he can he can be helpful. He, he might even hit like a three per game as well. He's going to be shooting a bit more this season, I believe. Suggs was good here. 27 points, um, 11... Sorry, 27 minutes, 11 points, five rebounds, two assists, four steals, and two blocks. He can get defensive stats if given the opportunity. And I have been encouraged from what I've seen. 
Last game from his aggressiveness and shot attempts. This game from his you know efficiency and ability to play. Twenty seven minutes. Um, Cole Anthony still beat him by one minute. But I think I don't know. There's something about Suggs and and I've I've liked what I've seen so far. Um, just from you know a bit of an X factor, some development from his point of view. I think he can be he can be better. Markel Fultz had a down game. Eight points, two rebounds, six assists, fifty percent from the field. He just didn't get a lot of shots up. He only played twenty five minutes. So between he, Suggs, and Anthony, Fultz played the fewest amount of minutes, which don't think will be typical, but it will just be interesting to see those players play. Maybe another buy-low opportunity here as well. I've had people um, ask me questions that make it sound like they're very concerned about Fultz, but I think he'll be fine. Um, the minutes here are a little bit concerning, the fact that he wasn't in any foul trouble. He was a plus 11 in the game, but who knows? Maybe just because you know the Portland Trailblazers, they didn't need to push him that much. I'm not sure. Maybe Cole Anthony just had it going. Um, interesting. I think he, I think he'll bounce back and, and be fine. Let's talk the Portland Trailblazers. Dominaton was back. He actually did a lot better this game. 14 points, 15 rebounds. No defensive stats as we normally see. Um, still only nine field goal attempts and no free throws, which just frustrates the hell out of me. Get to the free throw line, dude. Um, 30 minutes. He won't... Look, if... On one hand... You know, seven of nine is great. On the other hand, nine shot attempts, that's that's not enough for where we were drafting DeAndre Ayton. He needs to get those shot attempts up for us to consider him a success in where we were drafting him. I moved his shot attempts up because he went to the Portland Trailblazers and I thought he was going to get more. There was no Simons in this game and he still only managed nine field goal attempts. So, I don't know. Maybe... If this continues, I, I, I think there's a risk that he falls down and disappoints us a little bit here. So decent enough game here with the 15 rebounds and great field goal percentage and you know what we expect from him. But yeah, I think the, the usage is concerning a little bit to me. Um, Shaden Sharp got the start in this game, played 41 minutes, 24 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals. He was inefficient, as we probably could have expected. Hit four threes, though. The issue with Sharp is that he doesn't necessarily round out his fantasy game with much else outside of scoring. So the two assists, the two steals are nice here. Um, but he's probably capped if he's not able to get those assists and steal numbers up in fantasy this season because of those other deficiencies. Um, he didn't get to the free throw line much, you know, two, two attempts. He hit both of them, but... Yeah, he, he needs to find something else to be a really big game changer. He should be on rosters. Um, I think that's pretty clear. But I don't think that he's like a guy who's going to run away with awesome value even while Simons is out because of those deficiencies. So, um, I don't know. Maybe this could be a sell high if people are thinking he's going to dominate and because the news of Simons being out, you might be able to spin that a little bit. Um, because, again, I think there's just a few other deficiencies in his game that are just never... Well, not never, but this season, I, I have my doubts whether or not they're going to be patched up. Um, Matisse Thibel, he can be dropped. A steal and a block, um, even with no Simons. He only plays 17 minutes in a close game. Uh, more minutes went to Kamara. Uh, Brogdon played 31. I just... Yeah, Matisse Thibel, he just... The spacing with him is a real issue on this team. He can't shoot. And when you're trying to get Scoot the ability to get into the lanes... It's not good. And I think when Simons comes back, I would suggest that if Thibel hasn't moved to the bench already, that he will be the one that moves to the bench and not Shaden Sharp. Uh, I said that last podcast. Obviously, the Simons injury pushed Sharp into the lineup today. Um, but 
yeah, obviously the minutes reflect what they what they think of those guys as well. Uh, Scoot Henderson, it's rough, man. The first two games have been bad. Um, I've got him in the industry pickup league. It's rough. Uh, he'll be better. It might take a while, though. Um, seven points, three rebounds, two assists, steal, 25% from the field, uh, hit one to five from three, from three, yeah. Um, five turnovers, five personal fouls as well. So his minutes were down a little bit because of that. He'll get better. All rookie guards struggle. Most rookie guards struggle. He's struggling more than I probably thought that he would. I thought that he, you know, with his strength and his experience in the G League would be a little bit better than this straight away. But this is not totally out of the blue for rookie guards to be bad. It's been it's been bad. It's been very bad. And we'll see. But I'm willing to give him probably a decent three to four weeks personally uh, before I consider dropping him or moving on. Um, I just think that you've got to be expecting patience with these rookie guys. Um, and it, I, I think it will come. I still think it will come and he will he will get there. Uh, Robert Williams played 20 minutes off the bench and this is what I was worried about. He is a backup. He only crossed over with Aiden by two minutes. So Aiden had 30. Robert Williams had 20. And I think that's more of what we can expect moving forward. Six points, three rebounds, two assists, no defensive stats. This is what I was worried about by Robin Williams. And in a points league, I don't think I'd bother. In a category league, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but he is a hold. But just keep in mind that there will be wild fluctuations on a night-to-night basis because of his reliance on low-volume stats such as blocks. Um, And, yeah, just the minutes, I think, are going to be tough for him. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is someone that we probably can add whilst Anthony Simons is out. He's definitely an add in a 14-team league, and if you need a streamer or a player that can give you some decent points, threes, and assists, and some free throw percentage, he didn't wasn't great from the free throw line today, but normally he's better than that. Um, he can be someone that we can add in light of the injury news to Anthony Simons. So definitely someone who I think, given the 31 minutes that he played here, he can be useful in 26, 27 minutes a night, and I think he has a good chance to get that whilst Simons is out, at least while he's healthy, which hopefully is longer than normal. Let's go to the last game of the night, which was the Golden State Warriors beating the Sacramento Kings, and Steph Curry, man, he is so fun to watch. He, to me, is the most fun player to watch in the NBA. 41 points, 7 of 10 from 3, so 7 threes, all 100% from the free throw line, Extremely efficient. Um, you know, the assists have not been there. Obviously, Chris Paul's taking a fair chunk of those. We kind of expected that moving into this season. Um, but four rebounds, two steals is solid. He's going to have to continue to score a lot for this team. So hopefully we knew that the, the assists were going to drop and you were ready for that. Uh, but the scoring, obviously, in this game was incredible. Chris Paul, great, great stuff. 10 points, uh, two rebounds, 12 assists. Uh, three steals, was going well with no turnovers until he had three like in the last five minutes. Um, there were some pretty bad ones there as well, but obviously that is really solid for him. Still no Draymond, so we'll have to wait and see. And shout out to Kavon Looney. This is a game, man. Eight points, but 12 rebounds, six assists, three steals, a block, four of six from the field. That is a bloody awesome line there. And if you're in a 14-team league, he has to be on weight on, on teams. He shouldn't be on your waiver wire in a deeper league. On a 12-team league, you could definitely consider it, especially while Draymond is out for the rebounds. He is just solid. I, I think he's actually a really decent player, perfect for this team, um, underrated. The, the stats won't be this good every night, but um, 
he often is a forgotten player. And if you are in a competitive league and there's not much else on your waiver wire, you could do worse than if you're looking for rebounds than having Kavon Looting on your team. Kaminga, 26 minutes is encouraging. But again, this, this is kind of why I'm not the biggest fan of him from a fantasy point of view. 12 points, 5 rebounds and nothing else. Um, not inefficient, but not efficient either. Just not really very exciting to me, and uh, I don't think I see it. Uh, I, I'm, I've been notably a Kaminga hater, if you will. I'm willing to be proven wrong. He has moments. Uh, I just don't think he's ever really going to put it together to be the upside player that we all hope him to be. But you could hold on. I, I think I probably would if I had him. Uh, as long as Draymond is out. But so far, I haven't really been won over just yet. Um, Clay did his thing. 18 points, two threes, efficient. Uh, solid. Solid, solid, solid. Uh, let's go Sacramento. Sabonis, huge rebounding game. 19 points, 18 rebounds, 7 assists, and 3 steals. Um, 5 of 6 in the free throw line. All pretty good there. Um, Barnsley, Harrison Barnes came back to earth, 10 points, four rebounds, assists, and a steal. So obviously if you grabbed him, you obviously, I hope you weren't expecting what he put up last time. And this is definitely more of the Harrison Barnes that we expect. Uh, Keegan Murray, the defensive stats are still there. Two steals and a block. That's the thing that we're watching for him. And last game he did it, today he did it. That's encouraging. Um, 16 points, 7 rebounds, and assist, 3 threes. Not very efficient, but that's that's an encouraging output for Kick Murray, and he's definitely someone that I think has the potential to be a top 100 player this season. De'Aaron Fox, huge scoring game, 14 of 28 from the field, 50% uh, field goal percentage, 39 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. I would have liked some more assists, especially in my matchup with Josh Lloyd, which it looks like it's going to come down to assists, but hey, I'll take it. Um, hopefully, maybe I can get back within the scoring column. Uh, and he hit five threes as well. Uh, really took over in that last quarter. Uh, Kevin Huerta, uh, you buy. Hopefully you don't have him, but if you do drop that man, he is not worth having, and neither is really anyone else on this team. Um, I mean, Malik Monk in deeper leagues had the six assists and nine points, hit a three. He's the closest thing to someone that you can look at from this team off the bench, but the rest you're just not not very interested in at all outside of those big three in Fox, Murray, and Sabonis. Um, yeah, that will do us for the recaps there, guys. Um, we kind of went through some must-add players, so I'm not going to go through them in a strict list here. But again, the must-add guy I think that is clear from this today's slate of game is Cam Thomas. I think you should go ahead and grab him. Gordon Haywood is also another player that I think you should probably go and grab. He is available in a lot of leagues out there as well. And then a few other guys that we talked about that in certain situations you can add if it fits what you're looking for. Um, some buy lows came out of today's games as well, starting to get some players maybe panicking a little bit. So some of those bigs in Wendell Carter Jr., Jakob Pertle, and who was the other one? I can't remember who the other one was. Um, Go back and rewind. Um, Markel Fultz, we also talked about as well, potentially a bit of a buy low. So start to float some of those offers out to people. Oh, Walker Kessler was the other one. Just came back to me. Walker Kessler was the other buy low candidate. So start to float out some of those uh, buy low, those two-for-one deals that you might be able to get. Those are always handy, especially if you are in a league that there are still really good value on the waiver wire and you are having the issue that a lot of people are asking me of having too many players that are good and that should be on rosters on your team and you have to make those tricky decisions about cutting someone bad. That's where you start to try and float out those two-for-one trades. Get a two 
decent players for one really good player and then grab a decent player off the waiver wire. That is always a good way to go for it there. Let me know down in the comments section below, guys. If you have any questions, I'll try to get to as many as I can. Tomorrow, we're going to be going out with the uh, the weekly look ahead for week two and probably one more um, fantasy uh, box score breakdown then we'll start to just do them every Wednesday night after the big slate of Wednesday games. So again, hopefully you guys appreciate the extra little bit of work that I've been putting into making sure that you guys are across your fantasy basketball leagues. Drop a like on the video, guys. Uh, Subscribe on podcasts and YouTube and give us a five-star rating. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.